0: Did you know that this podcast is a part of the JSO Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The JSO Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illick, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse, as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat-Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. The JASO Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at JASOmon.com slash JASO And now enjoy this free JASO show. Welcome to Sea Red. Don't say we didn't warn you.
1: Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya.
0: I'm Rebecca C.
2: Loughran.
1: And I'm Mary Illich. All right, kids, we got together real fast just to kind of lay this out for you. Uh, we're all kind of busy, and we'll catch you up next week with what's going on. But right now, we want to give you the best of part three. We've already covered episodes one through five. And then just back in March, we did six through ten. So this time around, we're going to do episodes 11 through 15. So go ahead and sit back and relax and enjoy the Best of Seen Red, Part 3. Speaking of mom, uh, interesting enough, okay, to tell a quick backstory, folks. My mom and my biological father um, separated how many years ago?
3: When you were about three.
1: So roughly 33, 33 years ago. Okay, so they split... Um, Mom met my dad um, Well My stepdad but I call him my dad Which is Rebecca's Actual dad And So for the last How many years has it been since you've actually Talked to my sperm For lack of a better word
3: Probably 20 years
1: And then Surprisingly tonight A wild bug got up her butt And she called the poor man, got him all thrilled, made his day, though. And that was very odd for me to hear my parents actually speaking. You know, my biological parents speaking. Very weird. Yeah. And then after I got the phone, that's all he wanted to talk about. (laughs) That's
4: my wife again in the background laughing. She's being a little loopy. You better better watch your tongue, boy. She'll tackle your ass.
2: You tried this on. No. Hey,
4: hey. These don't match my complexion. Thank you very (laughs)
1: much. So, that was kind of odd for you to talk to him. What was it like? You're an asshole. You never paid me child support, you son of a bitch. No. Um,
3: You had a good dad that took care of you. He provided for us. He provided for you, he treated you as you were his butt. I can honestly say that I was very blessed when I met Randy because he never treated you any different.
1: And I'm sure I've mentioned this on one of our shows before that my dad passed away. Uh, July of 2011. I'm almost 100% positive I've mentioned this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, you
2: called David.
1: So, yeah, you called David.
2: Well, I don't hate him anymore.
1: <laughs> so, you know, I, I, got, I got
3: over that. Well, if you'd have been married to him, you would have understood. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's a womanizer. A beater. Excuse me, shouldn't say all this stuff. But, you know what? No, I forgave weird. him. You know, I forgave him and I just went on and I, I know that he had a lot of health problems and I was just, I don't want to say concerned, but maybe curious or just
1: morbidly curious.
3: I don't know. You know, I really don't know why. God, I'm just disturbed right now. Why? <laughs> don't worry. I don't want to I'm just thinking, all
2: these, I'm just thinking of all. Dollars. I'm thinking of all these scenarios in my head. and It's just, no.
1: know. If you had a million dollars, you could be worried. You know, as she's talking, I'm thinking about the background music that I'm going to play. I think I'm going to, I have that electric. Background music. Yeah. I think we're gonna put that in the background. So, to all our surprise, he is alive, and his day was made. He
2: super excited about talking to you. Actually, you're oh, hot. No, I'm so hot.
3: Yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah,
2: are you okay. hot? You know, I'm six seven years old. Are you hot? <laughs> what are you like, woman? Are you a hot? Are you a hot mama? <laughs> I said, I know, am I, Rebecca? I'm sure, probably his eyes would be hot. <laughs> Shut up there! I have a hot mama.
1: So, that's okay with
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, anyway, what what was the conversation? What was that?
3: Oh, he just told me that he knew he was an ass and it was his fault that we got divorced, and I agreed with him. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know that well. <laughs> never got over you. should never I should never let you go. And I'm like, hey, that's. <laughs> that guy told him, that's the past, and you can't change the past.
1: Now, I spoke to him, too. And one of the hardest things that I had was getting past his deep southern accent. Was that hard for you?
3: No, because he always sounded the same to me. Really? Yeah.
1: To me, he sounded like this, and he, he kind of started the world. <laughs> and it was like, bang bong bong, 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 yeah. wow. You I, I, I was having a hard time. You
3: have to realize he came from Arkansas when I met him, so he already had that accent.
1: Ooh, okay, listeners, now we're going to get down some... Yes. He came from Arkansas? Yes. Explain.
3: You don't want (laughs) to
4: know. was he smuggled across the states? No.
3: That's where he lived. With his other wife. What? (laughs) I didn't know all this stuff. Did you hear all the
1: listeners just kind (laughs) of like tone (laughs) me? With
3: his other wife, that's what I said,
2: but I didn't know because I was stupid. He was naive
1: at the time. So he's Mormon. He had more more than one (laughs)
2: wife. Was he? He he was divorced when you guys got married, right? I hope so.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I wouldn't have been in trouble. He'd have been the bigamist, not me. No, (laughs) polygamist. (laughs) bigamist. Whatever Whatever that mist is, it wasn't me. Yeah,
4: because he must have missed you. huh? Oh, yeah. He tried
3: to get me to run away with him. <laughs> yeah, she' she's pregnant with me. Yeah, he begged me to run. I told him, I said, are you nuts? I said, do you know my husband would kill you if, if he knew I was having this conversation?
1: Yeah, he's a pretty
3: big guy, isn't he? I said, yeah, he is. Six foot seven, 350 pounds. He'd kill you real easy. Yeah, but you sure you don't want to run away with me? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, you take me back there and either chain me up or kill me. No, thank you.
1: It put lotion on its skin. And well, put it in the basket. basket. <laughs> or you, it gets, ru- not you, it's, it was it's only it. it. Or it gets rubber hose. You know the silence rubber. of it's the land. land. Buffalo <laughs> Bob or Bill or whatever. Buffalo man. Bill. Yeah, I, I can kind of see the similarity. And yes, this is the actual father. No, well, I don't want to say father. He's yeah. not
3: your father. He, he's your biological
1: sperm donor. sperm donor.
3: Yeah, basically, Randy was your father. Randy raised you. On a
2: quick note, asking, is there gonna be a double wedding in the future? Hell no. Mother I and mean, daughter. No. <laughs> Hell no. 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 Hell no. <laughs> no. no. Mother okay. and daughter are getting married on the same day.
1: Uh, I was gonna say, and then I'll go and go online and see if we can get Jerry Springer to show up and do, you know, ordain.
3: Hey, if you can get a million dollars life insurance policy, anything's possible. But in his condition, I doubt it, so you can forget it. In his condition,
4: he probably <laughs> already has that. Oh, man. <laughs> life insurance policy. <laughs> hey, you know,
3: he owes me at least a million dollars. No alimony, no child support. I took care of you before I met Randy. I've always gotten out, worked, and take care of my kids.
1: Always. And since this is probably possibly the first and last time that we're, we're gonna have an opportunity to have mom here with both her kids. What is it like for you to have <laughs> two creative kids? Does having two grandchildren make you feel old? That was my next question.
3: No. I don't feel old at all. That's not what you said about Jane. I'm too young today. You know what? See, the sexy that voice in the background
4: is my wife by the way. Um She's wavy.
3: <laughs> I have to say they must get it from my side of the family. Because when I was a kid I used to sit down and make up these scary stories. People love for me to babysit. So I went babysit and babysitter when we'd go into the room and turn off all the lights. And I would make up all these scary scary, scary stories. I was pretty good at it. So they <laughs> love <Your me>. <laughs> They always wanted me to come back. But uh Ever since we'll see when you were eleven years old, he started writing. Okay. And I'm sure he still has some stories from back then. No. no you don't have it. No. You're lying to me.
1: No.
3: you I threw it away? He did. Oh at
2: my house.
3: Oh, I started to say, wait a minute, I didn't throw I don't throw yeah, nothing away. We know. Sure.
2: Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but um I've always been proud of my kids, and they're both very talented. They really are. So I'm sure they must because have got it from sexy me. And they know. That's right.
2: They're
3: sexy, and they know. They must. I'm sure they got it from me.
0: <laughs> the children
2: together from their daddies. <laughs> I
1: was going to say, the sexiness or the creativity <laughs> Both well.
2: Bo. Bo. Let's not start no family feuds. <laughs>
1: so I have an interesting story to tell. I kind of led up to it when you guys got here. Um, Backstory. Now, people that listen to Sibling Rivalry, the very first Sibling Rivalry, when we first sat down and started podcasting, we talked about this briefly. Um, We're big X-Men fans. Yeah. Your favorite artist of all time is who? Jim Lee. Right. Right. And he's one of my favorite artists. You know, I I followed him through the whole X-Men period when he was doing the X-Men. My favorite writer is Chris Claremont. Yeah. If it wasn't for Chris Claremont, I wouldn't have become a writer. I mean, that's how much I owe to him. And so when the second volume of X-Men came out, it was written by Chris Claremont. And drawn by Jim Lee. So imagine our, you know, excitement. And they were very good stories. Well, I was stemming around on you can actually find this on www.uncannyxmen.net. I haven't been on this site in like ten years. I didn't even realize it was still open. Yeah. And there was a, a thing where they did a kind of an expose on mm-hmm. Chris Claremont. About why he left, you know, at the height of his stardom, he left, and they they did this whole thing. And to sum it up, and I'm going to go into a little bit more detail as we talk, but to yeah. sum it up, basically, during the early '90s, it was all artist-driven. You know, all the stories were driven by the artist. And, yeah. the, and the editors were backing up the artists. Mm. Well, Chris Claremont had, you know, he had stories all the way up to issue 300. He he was ready to go for, you know, several more years. Well, for Jim Lee, he didn't like that. Because Jim Lee was the one who was going to have to draw these issues. So he's like, no, I don't want this to happen. And over the course of time, everything that, over the course of time, everything that uh, Chris Claremont tried to put out, Jim Lee blocked him. And Jim Lee went to Bob Harris, who was the editor-in-chief at the time, and said, look, I just can't work with Chris Claremont. And because, at the time, again, because of the whole artist-driven thing of the 90s, yeah, they fired Chris Claremont.
2: Because he was too lazy to draw what he wrote. Right. Why did he have a job then?
1: Well, that's that's kind of... Where it goes into the whole image thing. Yeah. Because remember when image first came out, and you were really young at the time. Yeah. It was more art-driven, hardly any story. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much what the artist wanted to do. The artist would come up, draw the story, and give it to a writer and say, here, you figure out what the story is. Yeah. And that's pretty much why they left Marvel. It's because they, they essentially just didn't want to put that much effort into drawing home.
2: ridiculous
1: so now we go into the story itself and what happened was uncanny x-men and x-factor now back at that point in the 90s x-factor was the original x-men yeah the original five and chris claremont felt that it was kind of silly to have the original X-Men not on an X-Men team. Yeah. So the the original concept, he went to Bob Harris and he told Bob Harris, he's like, look, we need the X-Men on the X-Men, not a different title. Yeah. And he said, I'll write both. That's not a problem. The original concept was that Chris was going to write the Uncanny X-Men and X-Men. Or what they now know as the X-Men legacy or new X-Men or whatever the hell they're calling it now. Well, when it came down to start writing, they actually hired somebody else to write the Uncanny X-Men. Which pissed him off because he had been writing the Uncanny X-Men for 15 years. Yeah. And essentially, without even him knowing it, he got kicked off his own title. Okay, so then he was like, okay, well this is what I'm going to do. And starting from issue one, because he only did three issues of the of the new X-Men, by the time he got to writing the third issue, he's like, um, no. I don't blame him. No. And that was it. And he talked about how originally he planned on killing Wolverine. Now, this is good. Wolverine was going to have a battle with Lady Deathstrike. Mm-hmm. And because Lady Deathstrike's hands are made of adamantium, she could penetrate, and she was supposed to pull out his heart. Yeah. And they both were going to die. Well, what would happen was his healing factor would kick in. So it would take a long time, but literally his his healing factor would make him a new heart. Well, in the process of him reanimating, because it's taking everything from his body to reanimate the heart, like his arms and his legs would start decaying. Uh Kind of a nasty idea. Yeah. Well, when he would come back, he, he would kind of have amnesia again. Yeah. And he was supposed to be taking control of the hand. The hand is like this group. It's a magical group. And he was going to be a bad guy. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and he was supposed to go head-to-head with Colossus. Oh. Wow. And Chris Claremont said he even had the cover mapped out in his head. It was just black background, white uh, light, and in the middle of the white light is the animanium claws with the casings, you know, because originally it was supposed to, it was supposed to be cased in his arms. Yeah. Well, that was, they were just sitting there. And Colossus was supposed to fight Wolverine, and Colossus would eventually grab Wolverine's claws and rip them out. That
2: would be so cool.
1: And then eventually, that's where the bone claws. See, everybody was saying that Joe Quazado was the one that came up with the idea with the bone claws. It was Chris Claremont. Oh. Chris Claremont said that his healing factor would have kicked in and regenerated new claws. Yeah. And what he said is, he made Wolverine almost and what's the word I'm looking for? Invincible.
4: He's <laughs> basically know? immortal.
1: Yeah. And what he wanted to do, he, was, he wanted to bring Wolverine down to with everybody else in the team. Yeah. And because Wolverine was such a big commodity, you know, he was really getting popularity. They wouldn't let him do that either.
2: That would have been cool if they would have done that. I, I would have liked Wolverine a lot more. <laughs> I, still, I still like still like.
1: And one of the things that he was going to do is he was going to have Jean Grey pretend to be Wolverine, bad Wolverine's love interest. You know, as she's the one that would be telepathically trying to get to the Wolverine everybody knew. Yeah. You know, that block that was up. And then because of where she would go into Wolverine's psyche, there would be a special bond, a special connection. And Chris Claremont said that he had always wanted to play with the love triangle, with Wolverine, Cyclops, and Jean Grey. Yeah. But this would take it even further because now... Before, it was just a, a physical attraction.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, there was really not, no emotional connection there. It was just physical. Yeah. But adding an emotional attraction as well as a physical attraction would have heightened that storyline. It would have been so, so much good. better. Yes. Yeah,
2: it sounds really good.
1: So, that was it. They.
2: Does he do anything else now or no? Uh,
1: I don't think he's doing anything else. They, they hired him back in 2000 to write the X-Men. And they fired him again because they said he was too wordy. Too wordy. Yes. They they said that for the readers of that time in the early part of 2000, weren't interested in reading that much script yeah. from Chris Claremont. So they said, tone it down. And Chris Claremont said, I'm a writer. You know, that's yeah. what I do is I write. And.
2: They... To me, like, an a comic book, it doesn't have enough words in it. It's just like a bunch of pictures, basically. Mm-hmm.
1: It is. and A it's... lot of comics are like that, too. Yes, I was about to say. A lot That's of That's why it's... I like
4: to read manga. Because manga uh, does really uh, in
2: yeah. devs. Or a graphic novels, too. Really.
1: Yeah. And then, in 2003 or 2004, something like that, they brought him back because they were doing um, these end stories, which were conclusions to all the titles. It was just a thing they were doing. Uh-huh. And so they felt that no one could conclude the X-Men better than Chris Claremont. So Chris Claremont came back and he wrote X-Men The End. And Originally, all the other books were just book one, part one, part two, part
2: three.
1: Yeah. Chris Claremont... Because he was smart this time, had it in his contract that he could be as wordy as he wanted to be. Everybody else came, had only had three issues. His totaled nine issues <laughs> of telling the story. So, but yeah, essentially what it all came down to is the 15-year run of Chris Claremont came to an end because of Jim Lee.
0: And now a word from our sponsors... Batter better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Carrie D. shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, better, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart.
1: Okay, what about you? What's your number one pick?
4: Star Wars. The whole series That's a whole. Because of, you know, we were already talking about this in Saturday segments. Um Anakin Skywalker? Yes. He's, you know, he made the movie.
1: Now, for you guys, both of you guys, out of the new three, one, two, and three, which one was your favorite?
4: I'd have to the say two. One. Clone Wars was, was my favorite. Awesome.
1: Really? See, I'm actually going to go with Aaron. I really dug Clone Wars. Yeah, he just kicked ass in that. Yeah, he did.
4: (laughs) And then it, it, I think Number Three, you know, it's it's good because it has its aspects. But you already know what Three is about before even watching it, right? Because you know, you know, that's when he, you know, he goes to the dark side. Well, and you see that evolution at the very beginning of Number Three. Right. Leading off from
1: two. Well, Rebecca went with us to see number three. Remember, we went to the movies. Yeah. And do you remember when the the Padawan came up, the little boy Padawan came up yeah. to Anakin as he turned bad? Do you remember what I turned to you and said? I said, He looks like Jaden. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And that's my big hang up because the little boy got killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Jaden was roughly about the same age and looked like Badawan. the Padawan. And if you guys if you're like brand new to the show you, you would only you would have to be <laughs> brand new to the show to not know who Jaden is. Jaden is my son. So that's why. It looked too much like my kid and he got killed and that's kind of what turned me off to number three. Now I still liked number three. Mm-hmm. I loved, absolutely loved the lightsaber battle. Between yes. Ian uh, Ian, what's his name? Ian McGregor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I should just say, you know, um, Anakin Skywalker and Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yes. That was just that really was good. good. I was kind of pissed off when yeah. I heard that they stopped the 3D, you know, versions of the movie
4: because that, that would have been that so would have been awesome. Yeah, it really would. It and, and I guess the only way you could... I, I guess you even see it in 3D If you had like one of those stereoscopic uh, TVs yeah. with the glasses They'll so. release it
2: in yeah. 3D Because that's how they make the money they Start releasing all old movies in 3D mm-hmm.
4: Well see that's what I was
1: thinking Is right, Probably right before they release Episode 7 They're probably going to release All of them in 3D Mm -hmm. and then it'll lead up to episode 7
4: and the thing that I kind of don't like about about it is because they don't have Regal Cinemas Regal Cinemas has this thing where you know like uh, I was telling her about like I have it on my Facebook and uh, they have a marathon of all the previous movies Mm -hmm. and it's for one night only
2: they do that stuff here
4: really up at the mall they do
1: they Um, had
2: Twilight they had Harry Potter any type of movie that's popular that has a series Uh. they make their money
1: they did the Iron Man they played, um, what was it, when the Avengers came out, they played like Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Captain America, Thor, and they played them all. Yeah. Then at midnight, they played the Avengers.
4: Yeah. Did they play the Hulk with Edward Orton? <laughs>
1: Probably not.
4: Probably
2: not.
1: And my number one pick, and I know this is going to floor everybody because this is so not me, Everybody's probably thinking it's like you know the original Night of the Living Dead or some scary movie, but my number one pick of all times is Lost in Translation. I knew it. Never seen. It.
0: I
2: knew this already. I was waiting for this.
1: It's it's such a good movie, and I don't, I I kind of understand because it it appeals to me on responsibility level. You know, people do things well most people should do things based on what their responsibility in life is. Yeah. And for Bill Murray's character, which incidentally kind of makes me feel how I kind of feel now, you know, especially walking away from the publishing business and feeling like, almost feeling kind of washed up because now I'm moving on to something else. And that's what he was. He was like a James Bond character. Have you seen the movie? No. Oh my God. It's a good movie. And he's he's making a living making like advertisements and and kind of relive in the past, Mm -hmm. you know, he can't ever make another action movie because Mm -hmm. he's just too old. Yeah. Well, they take him out to Japan to make this um, whiskey commercial. Mm -hmm. And while he's out there, he meets, um, Oh my God. I can't think of her name. Um, Scarlett Johansson. And at first it was very platonic a platonic relationship, because they were both Americans, she was out there, she was married, her husband was a photographer, and he was always gone, and she was just like, kind of roaming Japan just by herself, because her husband was gone, and Bill Murray is in this hotel, other than going out and shooting the film, and he was just, you could tell, he, he pulled it off, so believable, you could feel how alone he was, you know, he just... He didn't have a friend in the world, and it felt like through his character, like no one cared. No one, no one. If he were to drop dead tomorrow, no one would really care. And he pulled that emotion from his from the script, which is incidentally written by your favorite director, uh, Sofia Coppola. Uh, it was just an awesome movie. I've seen it so many times. At first, I have to admit though, when I first saw it. It didn't make that connection. Um, maybe because I was working at the hospital at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were watching it on, uh, you know, the computers have the DVD players. Yeah. We were watching it on a computer at work. So, you know, we, we were kind of busy, but we we're still watching it at the same time. So I really wasn't able to get into it wholeheartedly. But I ended up buying the movie, watched it here. I've watched that movie so many times. And it, it is. It's, it's one of my favorite movies. How did you know it was my favorite movie?
2: You told me how you raved about it. It was. It was just... When, I remember when you first watched it, like, this movie is just, like, it's it. It's, like, the best movie. And, like, I just knew that it was going to be on there. I knew it already. But, I, like, I remember the first time I watched the movie, I was like, it's one of those movies, like, it's so much better when you're alone to watch it. And, and it's just quiet. And right. You can just get into it. That's what
4: I what feel like at the movies. It,
2: <laughs> I I can't. I can't even get into the movie but I just that movie was really good. I was like, and I didn't think I was gonna like it. Uh-oh. That's uh, the thing. I lost in translation. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think I was gonna like it when I saw it. Before. I was like, ah, you know, it's just a movie, right? And I I knew, like, I already had already known that I liked Sofia Coppola as a director, right? So like, I'm gonna watch it because she directed it. You know, fucking good. I watched it. I was like, this is a really good movie. Like, it, it, it like you can, even though he's like a male older male he can relate to the way he felt because everybody's felt that way before, though, right?
1: Like, mm-hmm. And Spinning it back to re- responsibility. You know, at the end, he cared for um, Scarlett Johansson's character. There was there was a love connection there. Yeah. But he have wife and kids waiting back in the States. And he weighed. And and you could tell, as they're driving off in the end and he's in the limousine, or is a taxi. I think it's a taxi. taxi. You can see he's like. He's he's trying to see what was more important to him, his responsibility as a husband and father, or this new love. And he jumped out of the, the the taxi and he goes, remember he runs at the end and gives her a kiss. And you're thinking, Oh, okay, he's gonna pick her But then he says goodbye, turns around and walks back to the taxi and it's like, I'm getting this I'm thinking about and it's like even though it's something that he may want more than anything in the world, his responsibility was more important than his own wants. And that's just such a great message to people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if people were to do that, to say, my responsibility in whatever it is I do is more important than what I want, this world would be a much better place. Yeah. And that was just beautifully translated. In, in, no pun intended, yeah. in Lost in Translation, that was just a great, great movie. And I could, I could literally go on and ramble about this movie for the next hour. I really could. I, I loved
2: it. You want me to say to people that if you don't know Sophia Coppola, go out and watch movies. It's really
1: good. I agree, I agree. She's a very, very talented. And you know, I might actually go out and say that she's more talented than Francis.
2: I like her movies because even though they're all different, they all have that same feel. Right. Like, The Virgin Suicide. Way different than Lost in Translation. Right. More of a darker story. But it still has that feel. Like, Maria Antoinette also. Those are two of my, two of my favorite movies. They're, they're not in my top ten, but they're definitely in my top twenty. And they all have that streamlined feel to them. Like, it, even though the movies are kinda eerie or this or that, they have like a, like, versus who's like, it's an eerie feel because they're all, all these sisters are killing, killing themselves. Right. Because their father basically won't let them do what they want, but, but it doesn't have a dark, dreary feeling to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel heavy, like, oh my god, what's gonna happen. It's right. Just, I don't know. I, I can't really explain the feeling, but if you watch the movies, you'll feel it. You'll know what I'm talking about.
1: And I think Sophia Coppola is one of the most underrated directors in Hollywood, right? Like, I've never... I've heard of Maria. She
2: hasn't had a a big movie in a while. I think her latest movie was The Bling Ring. I haven't seen it yet.
1: The Bling Ring. Yeah. I haven't haven't
0: heard of it. I've seen
2: it, but I I would love for her to do more because I hope she does because I think.
4: Well, apparently there is a case that involves two deer heads. Real deer. deer Real deer heads. heads. (laughs) Like, chop, decapitate, put it on the wall, deer heads, okay? Now, mind you, it doesn't surprise me that people that are having said custody battle over. <laughs> <laughs> after alleged deer heads, you know, live in a mobile home park. I mean, I'm not being stereotypical, just saying.
1: Bada bong 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 bong. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they, uh, I guess they've been had this custody battle since January, and both parties have not uh, decided on custody yet. Custody yet? Is that what, what you yeah. we were reading? Yeah. So, so how they, d- they stole them. Yeah, and they stole them from a school, mind you. Or, no, 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 not a school. It was a retirement. Yeah, yeah. It was a retirement.
1: And, It was Rudolph and Prancer. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no.
0: <laughs> yeah, really.
4: <laughs> anyway, uh, the other article I read... And I was talking to you about this. Is in Hawaii, I guess scientists have found this fish. Now, during heavy storms, this fish will climb a hundred feet up a waterfall to get to the top of the stream and swim backwards. Okay, now upon reading further information about the article and the fish, it said that the energy used from this fish is the equivalent to human. Running a marathon
1: That's a lot of energy That is I mean You know I, I to the bathroom And I'm like Out of breath I'm like, <gasps>
0: like
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta stretch And get in the bathroom you're Like,
1: <sighs> Yeah Yeah I, Let's just jump back To the, the deer head thing Because that's That's what's really <laughs> What possesses A human being with intellectual intelligence, mm. to say, well, these two dead deer heads is worth going to jail over. At what point does that become, you know, well, if I get caught stealing these heads, I'm gonna, you know, end up seeing Bubba tonight in, mm-hmm. in the local prison or local jail. What, what is that? I mean, what, what mentality?
4: I guess it's. People have gotten to the point where they just don't care anymore. I mean, morality, you know, goes a long way to people that have common sense.
1: You know, I, I honestly think it's it's beyond morality, and mm. I think it goes more into stupidity. <laughs>
4: exactly. You know, it, it's, again, they're,
1: what, what are you going to do?
4: You're like, I want these, I'm taking them. Screw the old people. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> they're talking to me. Right? Come (laughs) on, you know you won. What? What? They must have been on crystal meth or something. 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 To have a custody battle over two dead deer heads. Yes.
1: And and mind you, I'm probably 100% sure that the taxpayers are paying for this, too.
4: Exactly. I mean, why? (laughs) Why? I mean,. at least give the old people Something to look at You know
1: <laughs> I remember When Rudolph was young and spry
4: <laughs> his, his news grew <laughs> So bright compared to the rest of them It's,
1: too I, it's funny And since we're on the conversation Of, of uh, Weird news and animals mm. And I was going to save this um, For when Rebecca comes back But it's just something I gotta tell. I was googling, you know. We that's something that we do now on Scene Red. We always look for weird news. Mm. In the South, a uh, a cop raid at a ranch. It was a ranch farm or whatever. Mm. And, and at first, I was thinking, well, what did they find? Did they find weed. They find blow. They find you know speed. What did they find? Mm. What they found, folks, is better than any drug <laughs> that you can think of. What they found out, folks, that this farm was a bestiality farm. The owner had this farm, and he would literally whore out his animals. Come on,
4: fat pig, make love to me.
1: And, and, yeah, you know, and people would literally go pay, and I don't know how much, because it didn't say, but people would go and pay to have sex with a horse or
4: a pig a cow that's probably where that one guy went where he's got his uh, hey, oh, in up, sure.
1: no no oh no i was thinking remember we talked about yeah that. the guy in, i was in, thinking about India. that too
4: in the back of my mind i was like we could have had that all this
1: um so interesting enough mm-hmm. for the protection of the animals you know because you know I can't even describe about what kind of experience <laughs> that these poor animals have. They, they, and I'm not joking. They were taken, and mind you, this is in the South. They were taken into protective custody. You know, I don't know if it's going to be part of the witness program. <laughs> but the animals were taken into, into protective oh. custody. The owner, believe it or not, he was just fined for cruelty to animals. He was arrested, and the the sheep, horse, pig sex shop has been closed down for good. I've,
4: all he has to do is just go buy some <laughs> That's more what animals. I'm like, what's stopping this man from doing the same thing? I like, don't, all it is is time and money, a little bit of effort. But, you know, the people that come in there Who's putting the most effort into doing this You know what? I, I mean, oh man
1: How do I say this? If you're fucking animals There's something wrong if, if you're gonna spend that much money And I'm just being honest If you're gonna spend that much money To, sh- you know, to do a sheep Go find a prostitute Go find a, a real human you know Horse <laughs> <laughs>
0: or
1: Yeah you know I mean I don't know But yeah he, he was only given a fine It was like A ridiculous fine It was like $250 Or something like that It wasn't that
4: much he took his ranch from him and then like he, it, it is illegal for you Or any member of your family To operate a ranch
1: <laughs> And they asked him They're like Well why And he's like Well you know The crop seasons have been bad And I need to make some extra money hmm. At, Again, what for the large logic? You're like, well, you know, my corn isn't growing, so I'm gonna rent out my animals to get buck-fucked.
4: I, I, you know what where where does that you know Exactly. How does that all all fit in? my, my question is do females go there too? I don't know. That that's definitely the
1: question. It, it didn't say, you know, male female, it just said people.
4: I'm assuming females do. <laughs>
1: But uh yeah, I, I guess that's it, you know. Anybody out there that's hurting for money, if you have some horses and, and just livestock, that's a quick way to make a buck.
4: Exactly. No, no more shaving sheep. Man. <laughs> no more selling the wool sell the whole thing. No, you just rent, rent it out. Rent it, yeah. Rent it out. I'm gonna rent my storage unit out. Why why? For some animals. What? <laughs> Why? And
1: and what about this guy's poor kids? You know, they're they're out playing in the farm, and all of a sudden you hear Like, oh, "Ah." oh, jeez, what's going on
4: back
1: there? Yeah, nothing, son. uh, Just daddy's making some money.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm milking the horses. (laughs) I'm making the sheep.
1: Oh, Uh, as you can hear in the background, folks, my wife. She's uh, like I said, Rebecca, and my wife are out. Uh, in the back making some crafts, so you're going to hear them
4: intermittently. Well, Sony had just uh, recently came out with a press conference in San Diego uh, a few days ago, and the PlayStation 4 is already underway to be released this year, supposedly. From but they won't day, even so. show,
2: They're... They're, they haven't even shown the like, system. I'm like, because we were watching it live at first, and there was a comment section on the side, and everybody's like, show the damn system, show it, show it. they never showed it. Really. I didn't watch it all. He went back and watched it. I was tired I of watching everything. it because it, was, it got boring to me. But
4: they
2: show the remote. That was it. Yeah.
4: Long story short, uh, there will be a screen on the remote. Kind of like the Wii U? No. It's
2: no. It would be
4: like a regular PS3 controller. You can't but it'll play have, off the remote. No? No. Right? You
2: can't play off the remote, can you? No. What,
4: for the Wii U? Or what?
2: No, for the PlayStation 4. PlayStation
4: 4? I don't think you can play no, on the it, remote. to me,
2: it's like, they said it was like a touch screen. It's mm-hmm. like a share button and it's yeah. all these different buttons on it, but it's touch. There's no buttons. So they're anymore.
1: gonna make it kind of interactive with social media. Oh yeah. very. very It's like a regular yeah.
2: PlayStation through remote. It has like all the buttons XY or XY. Oh, my god. Yes. <laughs> it has a X triangle, square, circle. And it has like the analog sticks and everything. But there's just a touch screen in the middle now. Mm-hmm. Basically it's the specs of a gaming computer now—they have four eight four gigabytes of RAM.
4: Nope. Or not four eight. Mm-hmm.
2: Eight gigabytes. Sorry, eight gigabytes of RAM. What is the processor? It's got
4: a sixteen core processor in it. Good lord. Yeah.
2: And you know like how you go and you download something. Like okay, say you go to like the um, the PlayStation Network store, mm-hmm. and you're downloading a game, and you have to sit there and wait for it to download. It could take like forever, hours, you know. Right. Well now.
1: You they're just gonna make it where for it. you can
2: turn your system yeah. off and download it.
4: It has automatic updates really? for everything. Yes, automatic
2: updates. You can turn off your system; it can be like the main power source can be off, and it will still download that for you. You can be playing a game and download. It. You can be downloading that game and play the game while it's downloading.
1: Well, that's because of the 16.
2: Uh, they're process. making a lot of promises, yep. so I don't know if this is all gonna happen the way they're saying it's gonna happen. But basically, you're gonna be able to record while you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to upload it, you can share it, or if you're playing a game, you're going to be able to talk to your friends while you're playing the game, send messages in the game while you're talking to them. If you want to, you can send your game to your friend and have them finish it for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Yeah. If you get stuck on something, uh-huh. you can literally send it to your friend and they can finish that part for you and send it back to you.
1: So what they'd probably do is save it on like a cloud. Yeah, they yes, have they a have whole a
4: company set up for the cloud save data and everything.
1: No... And I'll let you get back to this, but I'm just going to little spill about the cloud. I think the cloud is one of the best ideas that humankind has had in a very, very long time mm-hmm. as far as technology. Because that makes life so, so much easier. easier. Yeah, it, yeah. Does.
4: it really does. Because in that way, you have all that memory. It's not like you don't have ex- You have constant access to it. And if you buy the system, it's not like you're going to have to pay anything for the cloud save. It's
1: yeah, already give, with the system. they're giving you cloud
2: right. to put some of your games on.
4: And what I was thinking is, is okay,
1: say you go to Nevada to visit family. They have a PS4. Well, wait, you wait. can download your game I got the an cloud. even better one for you now. Okay.
2: You're going to be able to play any game that you own on your PlayStation 4 on your PS Vita.
1: Yep. Really? You Every be game. Play, you
2: can be playing a game. It's kind of like the Wii U in this sense. You can play the game. Uh-huh. And then you can, if someone wants to watch TV, you put that game onto your PS Vita and play. If it's on the cloud, you can play any game for the PS4 on your PS Vita anywhere you are.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: no discs are required.
1: See that, and again, that's very smart because number one, that's cost-effective mm-hmm. because that. Way, if you buy the PS4, you gotta buy the Vita. Right. Exactly. So how much is this thing?
2: I'm an, I'm saying it's close to 700 plus. Yeah. I gotta agree. be. It. A lot of people are like, oh, it's only gonna be 500. I pay five hundred for my PlayStation three. I have the highest gigabyte it has. Right. And I pay five hundred dollars for that.
4: That's without any installation of external hardware. And
2: this is like after the fact it came out. Like it's not like you know when you first buy something it comes out it costs so much money. Right. I bought this like two years ago and it costs that much. So mind you,
4: the Playstation's been out since two thousand six.
2: Yeah. Playstation three. 3 has. Yeah. So it's I'm I'm saying it's gonna cost seven Plus.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way it sounds, though, is it, like you were saying, it just sounds like a computer. Yeah. A computer, a super yeah, it's computer a, it's... that's made specifically for gaming. I yeah. mean, if, mm-hmm. if you could, you know, if it had, like, I'm just saying, throwing it out there, if it had, like, Android app or some shit like that, yeah, it could do the exact same thing a computer could.
4: Well, see, that's the thing right now, the way, uh, <laughs> how much money Sony has is they're getting partners from computer companies such as Blizzard. So Blizzard actually has Diablo coming out for the PS3 and the PS4. Really? Yeah, Diablo three is gonna be released.
2: Yeah, they already have games. They have a new Final Fantasy game they're showing, which I'm super excited about. The graphics are beautiful on these games. Like
4: it looks so real. They had a game it's on there. What was amazing. the game
2: called? Uh, the one that was like it looks like a Pixar type animation game.
4: It's called uh, crap, started with a K. Well,
2: anyways, they have a game that's gonna come out, and it's so cool because you know like. All those Pixar movies, like the way they animate, like Up, uh, the, the animation is.
1: Yeah. That's These, the way the games are.
2: Exact, no, this game. It's just, oh. just one game. They're not all like that. This game looks just like that. Like you're play and it looks like you're playing a movie, like an animated movie. Like it's mm-hmm. the the it is wonderful the graphics.
1: See, that could <laughs> stuff like that
4: could just change art form altogether. That's what I was saying on
1: Facebook. What's that
2: one game's coming out, the shooting game?
4: Killzone. F- that uh, looks
2: realistic. Kill I was like,
4: Shadowfall, I think.
2: I had to ask him, like, is that the gameplay or is that a cut scene? Like, I was like, the that's, game, the, game that's the gameplay. It looks so no like, real. What? Yeah. yeah.
1: I was watching on YouTube, um, and I can't remember exactly what game they used, but these guys are making money off of... What they do is they, they took... I, I'm thinking it's PS3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They took this specific, specific game. They altered the characters' looks to make them look like... What they're supposed to look like. Yeah. They've written a the script and they literally play the game to make it follow the script. Mm-hmm. Then they take they're recording it while they're playing it. Uh-huh. Then they take it back, do the dubbing, and they're making a cartoon out.
4: Of
2: it. Oh wow! That and they're cool. playing
4: it on YouTube, and they're, they're like half a million
2: followers. Wow. Oh, it,
4: you might be talking about uh, was it like was it like people in like suits or something or no? Mm-hmm. You might be thinking about Red versus Blue. Yes. yes yeah, that's, yes. that's Halo. <laughs> oh, is it Halo? Yeah, it's by Rooster Teeth. I used to watch it a lot. It's hilarious. If you go back and watch, there's like... I think there's like nine seasons of it. Uh-huh. And you can go back and watch all the seasons of it on roosterteeth.com. Another yeah, thing, it's funny. Another thing they said they were working <laughs> like, on...
2: Because it was a lot of things that they said they were working on. So I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up with all the promises they made at the press conference. Because they made a lot. But... <laughs> They said that they want, eventually, because it has to do with the server and all that, they're going to make it where we can play every single PlayStation game on our PlayStation 4.
1: Now, do you guys think at one point in in our lifetime, do you think there's going to be just one device for a computer, for the
4: TV, for your gaming it's just going to be one whole device. I believe I it's going to so. be the PlayStation 4. I believe that's what it's going to be. No. Like a PlayStation...
2: Not 4, but...
4: It's going to be something related to Sony. Because Sony has so... The best technology. Yeah, it has I don't think PlayStation, PlayStation
2: 4 can't do everything because it's not really portable. Because mm-hmm. we... We'd ha- it'd have to be something that was portable.
1: Yeah. So it'd be Wi-Fi, yeah. Huh?
2: So I'd have to say that eventually Sony will come up with something that will do everything.
1: Well, because I've grown up, and I'm sure you guys feel the same... It's it's always, when you buy a Sony, you buy the best. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. We're, we're not even talking about video game systems here. Yeah. If you buy a Sony computer, TV, radio, stereo, it doesn't matter. If it says Sony, it's the
2: best. Yeah. So. Uh,
4: That's what I was trying to explain to Dean.
1: I wasn't like, <laughs> yeah,
2: I wasn't that up on, like, I lo- I was like Samsung a lot. Uh-huh. But then when I started, I, fr- I got the PlayStation 3, because I had the PlayStation 1, but I got it, like, when it, way after it came out, so, not one, PlayStation Two. Two. I got it after it came out, so it wasn't that nostalgic to me. Right. When I got the three, I was like, "Oh my god, I love this!" So then I bought a Sony laptop. I was like, "Oh my god, I love this!" So then I bought a Sony. Uh, we have a iPod radio CD player docker from them. It's amazing. Yeah. It's really nice. Has good sound too. So I love Sony. And we yeah. he had a Sony TV, but I really-
4: sold it to Dean, and Dean's like, "Well, why was it so much? It's such a small TV." Because the TV, it, it saves power. It's customizable. You can it has storage data in the TV, so right. you can it's put stuff
2: on a What is it? Twenty two inch. Yeah. He bitched about a brand new Sony twenty two inch TV, buying it for a hundred dollars.
1: I would have bought it for him. I, I would have bought it from you in a heartbeat.
2: See, I didn't know that, but yeah, I bought it for three hundred dollars. Because reason,
1: one day I'm gonna have an office, so I even if it's twenty two inch, I would like. The, the to only have reason we TV. sold to him yeah. is because
2: he's like, I, my TV went out. I don't know what I'm gonna do. So we were being trying to be nice, and he bitched about it the whole time. I'm like, well, you shouldn't have bought it then if you don't like it. It, it doesn't turn on. There's something wrong with it because you know he's so stupid he can't right. figure out electronics. He's a, he,
4: he's, techno- <laughs> ne- he's technologically illiterate. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Back to what I was saying real fast about the cloud. So they're saying that they're going to basically try to take all the games from PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and from the PlayStation Portable and the Vita and all that, all the games they have that are separate for those systems, mm-hmm. and make it where you could download them and play them on your PlayStation 4.
4: That's cool. Mm-hmm. So you have
1: everything, every game you that want. you love,
2: and then mm-hmm. on the go on your Vita, if you if you want to go to the server, you could play it on there too. So,
1: well, you know what? I, I think this is where it's heading anyway, mm-hmm. and this is just in general, not only with the uh, PlayStation, but even with DVDs and stuff. It's becoming so readily available for on demand. Mm-hmm. I think buying discs is, is simply going to become a thing of the past. So do I. All right, kids, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show. Like, uh, We'll be back on Monday for a brand-new episode of Seeing Red. So for this week, I am David K. Montoya.
2: And I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren.
1: And I'm Aaron Olich. And if you don't understand what the Wayback Machine is, then you're Seeing Red. See you on Monday. Good
0: night. Welcome to Seeing Red. warn you.